Retro Blist is from here on out dedicated to Jane Franklin. The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to episode four, I think is what we said before we started recording mm-hmm. this, of Retro Blist Presents Pocket Reviews, where we, your beloved Retro Blist crew, go through and review uh, handheld video games. And will we find a diamond this week? Let's find out. And the other thing that's really fun, it's... It's spooky month. That means we're going to try to play some scarier games. Dun, 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 dun. That's what we're going to do. Who are you going to call? Trevor. That's who I'm joined by. Trevor. Trevor? Call me and I'll tell you to leave me alone. I'm Johnny spooky. and spooky. Yeah, call me and I'll just not answer. To, who answers phone calls now? Nobody. Yeah, I, I hate getting a phone call. Yeah, it's really awkward, do. right? The only time I ever answer is if it's like a family member calling, and that's literally it. Yeah. Uh, and even then, I don't like to do it. Yeah. Uh, even though I love my family, uh, just text me. Uh, <laughs> and I'm joined by also the man with a plan, uh, uh, cats and dogs living together. It's mass hysteria. It's Tim. Hey, guys. All right. So uh, this was my pick this week. So let's get into it. No, panel, panel. So, uh, go Ghost- call. So, I chose for this week. I chose Ghostbusters Two on the original Game Boy. Um, let's see, it came out in 1990, published by Activision and developed by Hal Laboratories, which is pretty Ooh, cool. Hal, I got, mean, it's got some pedigree Hal, there. Yeah, Hal's done a couple of things you might recognize. So, yeah, you know, I don't really like a- any of the things they've done. Earthbound, uh, Kirby. Yeah, Smash. Oh wait, Brothers. those those things are incredible. Yeah, <laughs> Smash Brothers. But most importantly, and then I'll let Tim continue. Uh, Daydreaming Davy, they they did that. Yeah, don't forget that. Yep, that was a that was a um, that was approved, I believe. It was. All those things were approved. You know <laughs> what else is approved? Except one of those things. You know what else is approved? Uh, that? Ghostbusters Two gets a lot of flack, but I think it's a fun movie. I love oh. it. I still watch it every year uh i'll uh i dig it i don't care what anybody else says it's not as good as the first one but it's still a flipping fun movie in my opinion i think we might watch that this year because uh yeah we need to watch more ghostbusters it took me it's not long to watch the first one they're not streaming anywhere i did not things no they're not yeah luckily i don't want to brag but i own them yeah i bet tim does it because he hates ghostbusters one i mean i think i've owned them mm-hmm. once or twice i think i lost count on how many vhs copies i had <laughs> slash dvd slash blu-ray versions that i feel like every time those movies come out in some way shape or form i acquire them whether i buy them myself or someone gets them for me so and i'm not complaining i also love ghostbusters too as well um i actually i remember seeing that one in the movie theater which was really huge and oh, that's cool um, yeah, I mean, it, Johnny said it. I mean, I don't know. I I never understood the quote, the the hate of Ghostbusters two. A uh, hot take. I think the Ecto one A is a superior Ecto mobile. Oh man, 
So oh, it's getting hot in here. It is up the message boards. Clothes. I don't. All right. I'm Reddit's keep, coming after us. <laughs> somebody's coming <clears throat> after us, probably. All so, right. Hot take, Tim. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the new Ghostbusters move? Wait, the second one. There's only one new one, right? Yeah. There's, there's going to be another one. There's going to be there's going to be Afterlife, which yeah, is going to be a continuation of the first two, and then there was a in two sixteen there was a a different take on the franchise with different direction, acting, yeah. and everything. Which else. again, I will say, uh, got a lot of flack, and I thought it was a fun movie. <laughs> yeah, personally, uh, yeah, I'm well, going to agree. I uh, I actually enjoy that. I'm not going to say it's better than the original take, but I enjoyed the hell out of. Oh, I swear. Um, I enjoyed the heck out of. <laughs> beep that out. I enjoyed the heck out of um, two sixteen as well. Yeah, so, I thought well, it was I just, a lot of fun, and honestly, it made me laugh a bunch of times. So I, me too. I'm, I'm not mad at it. They uh, they took the same formula the the formula that worked in the original. They took you know a couple of the funniest people in Hollywood and put them together in a comedy, and it you know yep yeah. it worked in my opinion. Well, I just got excited because I remembered I totally missed out on that. And I'm really looking forward to the afterlife. I think it looks quite good. Oh, me too. <laughs> I'm very excited about so that. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of uh, star power in it that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, Paul Rudd. For sure. Paul Rudd. Um and the what's his name? Well, he's got a weird strange name from Stranger oh, Things. Uh, da, da, da. Wolfgang, Wolf Wolfhead, something like that. I can't remember his name. It's got Wolf. Oh, yeah. Name. The uh, uh Mike. I want to say Mike. Fiona. <laughs> Mike Fiona's not right. It's not Fiona Wolfhead. Fiona, Fiona Wolfhead, aka Mike. <laughs> yeah, Fiona. Fiona. Fiona Wolfhead. That's a name. That is a name right there. Fiona Wolfhead. Man, I'm sorry, I have that. to look it up now. It's like a, that's a band from the '90s. If that's not your D and D character name next time if we ever play, I'm gonna be so mad at you. Finn <laughs> Wolfhard. Yes, Finn. not that far yeah. off. <laughs> I wasn't that far yeah. off either. Finn um, Wolfhard. What a last name. Wolfhard. So you just said. Paul it's Rudd, like dog soft was like his. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Gil. I would pretend that instead never of happened. Fed, it's, instead of fit, it's Gil. <laughs> wow! It's Gil dog soft. That's wow. his doppelganger. That's it. Looks just like him, and he has a really big mustache, like most doppelgangers do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're welcome, Johnny. Uh, you you said Paul Rudd, and I'm just pretending the whole conversation didn't happen. Okay, uh, smart. This is kind of Halloween-y because, I don't know, it's, it's funny and kind of creepy. Have y'all watched, and this is totally off topic, have y'all watched the Paul Rudd Netflix series, Living With Yourself? It's no, I always I meant to, and I've oh, kept forgetting. Man. I looks, want y'all to it watch looks great. it. Um, all I'll say is it's, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's not like anything else I've seen. It's kind of dark, but it's also kind of hilarious, and it's only a few episodes long. I recommend it. Well, I meant to watch it because I like him, but I yep. just, he, yeah, I just forgot. He's fantastic in it. But so, Tim, thanks for introducing uh, Ghostbusters 2. Um, do we just get right into the game discussion? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Uh, graphics. Uh, well, let's do it, guys. All right. So let's do it. Um, doing it. We're doing I'll it. go first because I want to talk the least um, because my voice might give out. I think it's a super solid looking game. It's um, it's uh it looks like a Game Boy game should look. And uh, this is a stupid way to describe a game, but I thought that about a couple of Game Boy games that really look good. It looks solid, like literally solid. Like, you know what I mean? Everything's chunky, chunky and solid. Not Some Game Boy games tried to go with like thin lines, for lack of a better way to put it, and I'm drawing lines in the air for those who can't see. 
This one Which has everyone like bold lines, chunky characters, chunky sprites. And I think and that's what Trevor and I can relate to. Yes. It's chunky characters. Am, my wife calls me a chunky sprite all the time. Uh, <laughs> she's scared for my health. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's super solid looking. And I'll hand it I know, though, uh, a chunky sprite sounds like a terrible drink idea. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Uh, that's a sprite that's curdled. Yeah, curdled sprite. Curdled sprite. Ooh, that's probably a thing in Japan. Milk and sprite mixed. Curdled sprite. It's, it's got to be. We're way it's off good. the rails on this episode. Yep. Uh, yep. But yeah, I agree with you. the The game looks fantastic. For I mean, it's an original Game Boy game. The only thing I kept thinking was, man, I wish this was on Game Boy Color just to get some yeah. color in it. But mm. I mean, that's just going to be the issues with these older Game Boy games. But the the sprites and the characters looked fantastic. I recognize the other characters when like another one would show up from the movies. So they did a good job of that. I thought uh, overall, and I agree with you. They are, they have some, uh, some weight to them. I guess is the best way to put it. Mm. These characters do this. They're not just kind of floating around, which is odd because they're shooting ghosts who are floating around. It's true. We're not shooting. That's not a way to put it. What do you call that? What blasting? They're using blasting. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Blasting. (laughs) What do you think, Tim? The looks. I, I love the way it looks. The um like I said the the art style like a, almost like a like a chibi art style. Yeah. And all the characters are very distinctive. Like Johnny said, like you know, like Vankman actually, it's got it looks like Bill Murray when like he's got his his hair, and you can tell each mm-hmm. character from the way they look. I also love the little cutscenes between the levels. Yeah. Which I think is hilarious. Yeah. The first cutscene, you know, Dana and Peter and and baby Oscar, they're they're going for a walk, and Peter's in his suit. I'm assuming they're going out to dinner. I mean, this isn't this is not canon in the movie, and all of a sudden, um creepy Janosch dressed like the the maid flying with the baby carriage mm-hmm. flies up and uses his extendo arm grabs a baby and the best <laughs> part of it is Dana gets frantic she runs to one side of the screen and Vankman he just kind of looks at you kind of shrugs being like all right and then walks <laughs> off screen and walks back with the other three Ghostbusters going to clean up the town <laughs> that made me laugh was like did his baby just get kidnapped and he just walked off screen yes <laughs> yeah he did mm. Which great. well, it wasn't really his baby, but it was his. <clears throat> well, yeah, uh, a baby. His, yeah, <clears throat> that. And a quick side note: that scene as a kid was terrifying. Like oh, yes. when the yeah, yeah, when <laughs> when when he's up and yeah, okay, that scene was but terrifying. What's even more terrifying is when poor baby Oscar's on the ledge of the high rise building. To me, yeah, and then that's that. when it happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Tra- spoiler alert. I don't know if Trevor's seen this movie. I don't want to ruin it for him. But have you seen Ghostbusters two? Have you seen Ghostbusters two? Who do you think I am? I, I haven't seen it. I didn't think you had no, but uh, don't let anybody tell you different. It's better than the original. I'll I'll definitely watch it. I'm savoring it. There's a lot of people say. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought uh, the can't words talk. Back to Future Three, I thought was as fun as any of them, and uh, of course it was. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Favorite one. So I I don't care what people say. I don't. (laughs) I don't care. That's our motto. Yeah, I don't don't care what people say. I don't either. That other podcast probably already used it. <laughs> okay so uh after all right we talked uh, about graphics about them uh music when uh, you move into music you have anything else to say yeah. about graphics yeah nope. i'm good on graphics i think the gra- i think the graphics are good i think they're they're more too. than serviceable i think they're they're they have a good look to them the there's sort of a, a comment i have about graphics and i think it goes more into how it plays so yeah we'll just moving on to the sound as a lot of times with these game boy games um i don't feel like there's as much to say no there's going to be exceptions. There's definitely going to be exceptions, but 
the the thing that stands out to me about this music is it does the job and it doesn't stand out, but it does the job. And I was never annoyed yeah. by the music. Um, the opening theme is awesome. Excellent. Figure. Yes, That's true. It was. Yep. yep. Yes. Yes. And uh, I'll be honest, like when I start, all right. Um, I had this game. I've had this game since I was a kid and I still have it now. And um, I'll save some of that for gameplay, but the, the, the movie, um, the music though, the opening scene, uh, the opening theme, outstanding the level each three each of the three levels have different music i think the first level which is um the first level has not the best music it's kind of repetitive yeah you can definitely probably listen to something else when you do it i do feel that the other levels music is a little better but for a game boy music um back then it's not it's definitely not bad it's not the worst music ever what about you john i agree agree. Uh, yeah it's um I think what saves the music on this is obviously uh, taking that opening theme, that very iconic Ghostbusters song, and and just you know Game Boy easing in what you want Game Boy easing it up, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. uh, you know, knocking it down to uh, Game. What what bit is Game Boy? I was gonna say eight bit, but I don't think it's eight bit. Whatever it is, I mean, I don't know. Like people didn't really talk about the Game Boy in bits, which I guess yeah. bit was kind of a misleading. How do you term describe anyways, Game Boy but... music? They they made the the theme in the Game Boy sound of music, and it was yeah. Game uh, Boy had stereo music, if I'm not mistaken, which is strange to say because it had one speaker. It's an eight bit handheld game. Okay, well, well it, it sounds awesome. I I could go back and listen to that all day long. <laughs> uh, so that part was cool, but the rest of the songs were just serviceable. I thought, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, that main theme kind of saves the soundtrack, in my opinion. I especially, agree. especially when you have, you know, uh, Game Boy games are going to have what four or five songs tops. Uh, so, if one of them's a real banger, it, it can save it. Yeah, and the the thing, I mean, you can use headphones with Game Boy, and I highly recommend it if you want to really hear some the music at its best. But again, a lot of times with Game Boy, you're picking up and playing fifteen to thirty minutes, and you may okay. not be able to hear everything anyways because you're in a crowded room or whatever. So. I don't know. I'm not making excuses, but I do feel like Game Boy games or portable games in general in this era could get away with some kind of repetitive music and stuff because people weren't always listening with headphones in a dark, quiet room, you know? I will say uh, one complaint I have is uh, when it comes to the sound is the actual sound of your, when you're using the proton pack. Yeah. Like it's kind of, if you have it up too loud, which I did at the beginning, it will destroy your ears. (laughs) It will. Yeah, it gets. And when you hold down the button, which that's yeah. gameplay, but yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my one little complaint, but you can turn the volume down a little bit, but then you're not hearing the music. So it's kind of up to you, I guess. And uh, yeah. Trevor to go back. Um, Trevor and I were both kind of right. It does have one speaker though. If you look uh, through headphones, the Game Boy is stereo sound through headphones. Okay. So that's why it yeah. sounded so much better through headphones. I always remember that even as a kid yep. with crappy oh, headphones. Me too. Yeah, man, it sounds so much better because it was literally different. <laughs> Yeah, so listen to Retro Bliss through headphones. We sound slightly better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just slightly. Well, right. yeah. Gameplay? I- I'll let y'all take it off. I'm literally just going to read a note from the manual, then y'all just hand it from there. Go for but it. But this is in the back. It's mentioned twice in the manual, actually, but at the back, there's a hint section in the manual for Ghostbusters 2. It says, be careful not to get stuck on top of walls in the subways. If your character does, you'll have to discover a way to free him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's that's that the funny note. 
that, that that's the classic um there's a problem with the game that we have to address it so we're making it a easter egg or a that's gameplay a, yeah. mechanic that's a classic uh that's a bug that we didn't fix so if you, <laughs> yeah if you fall yeah. into it uh yeah yep. it's part okay. of the game quote unquote. yes that and that's a that's one i'm sure the rest of you guys as well but that's something i was definitely going to bring up when it came to the gameplay that got kind of annoying at but times i didn't mean to get a hold of us do you want to tell us just how the game plays tim and we can sure get to that no later. it's actually the gameplay is <laughs> i think is pretty good i think it feels like a classic almost like a classic one screen arcade game where you mm-hmm. have you you control two players you basically control the one and they they walk in a single file line you control the ghostbuster in front you, you can select what ghostbuster you want out of the four um they don't really they don't really matter what which one you pick you can just kind of pick your favorites and the one in the front uses the proton pack and the one in the back throws a trap and it's designed that one button i believe the is it the the a button does mm-hmm. the proton pack and the b button does the trap so it's kind of like a fun um uh, arcade type mechanic where you stun the ghost with the with the beam and then you have your your guy behind you throw the trap to catch him and each each there's three levels and each level um is uh div- divided into so many floors and then there's a boss battle at the end and you have a time limit and you have and it will say on the bottom of the screen how many ghosts you have to catch and you walk around and they're not always there. So as you make passes through the level, they'll they'll spawn and you'll get them. And and that's that's basically the game. You kind of and there's more to it than that. I'll let you guys talk a little bit too. So so I don't say everything. Yeah, you're clearing floors basically is what you're doing. You're going through trying to take out all the ghosts, uh, which makes sense, right? So I too agree that I like how this game played overall. I really did enjoy it. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and say this now because I'll forget to say it if I don't. What this game really made me wish for was that this was the one that we got on the original NES and that not only that, but it was a two that it would be a two player at the same time. Yeah. Cause it's just screaming for that. Like just how fun would it be if, you know, uh, little Johnny and little Trevor were running around and one of us was getting a zap ghost. And the other ones when you're working together and the other one's trapping mm-hmm. the ghost that just screams like a good time to me. And that's a shame that we didn't get that. I was going to say on a base level, that's exactly what my thought was, is why this is how you, on a base level, not that there's not flaws, this is how you make a Ghostbusters game. You blast and you trap. That's what kids wanted to do. You blast the ghost and you trap them, just like the Ghostbusters. And that's literally yeah. all you do in this game, and that's what kids wanted. And instead, the game we got, the original Ghostbusters game on NES, was a, a Econ- economy simulator with weird mini games. I mean, yes, basically, yeah. and that w- that was basically a port of a uh, um, the um, Commodore sixty four, right. and it was ported to everything else, and then they ported it to NES, and the NES just couldn't handle what the Commodore did, based or yeah. the other computers did. But, and I think I-, I was talking to you guys, I believe the PAL regions did get a game that we didn't get on the original Nintendo very similar to this one, right? Yeah. It's called new ghostbusters Two. It's basically this game just on NES. Um, It's got five levels instead of three and there's an extra character. You can be, you can be Lewis, which I think is great because you're freaking. That's awesome. Yeah. um, But unfortunately um, I still, I do not believe that it's still not two players, but it's, but so it's like, so yeah, it's so weird that you, you know, Power Regions got this game. 
but we didn't. We the yeah. Ghostbusters two game we got from Activision in America is is not very good. No. Sadly, I heard that was all because of the licensing. Like they couldn't get their act together with the licensing, so we never got the more fun game. <laughs> yeah, so Shame. weird, so strange. There is uh, ways over, to try it, but overall, I, I really liked how this game played. If you want to play it by yourself, this is probably the best way to make a Ghostbusters game because mm-hmm. uh, you're getting to do both the shooting and the trapping. So that, the, but there are some annoyances for sure uh one of them being that uh you're kind of in control of both characters but you're not if that makes yeah. any sense perfect and sense. but you got to worry about the health of both you can't just mm-hmm. worry about the health of just the one shooting uh, you got to worry about the one who's trapping as well so if either one of them gets hit you you know they'll lose us their life of one of their life bars at the bottom and that can get annoying uh, especially when you're trying to maneuver around some of these ghosts because uh, some of them, uh, I was telling these guys, uh, there's certain different enemy types, of course, which makes sense. You would want that. Uh, you want the baddies to act differently. But the really annoying one to me is those little those ghosts who pop up and then they'll spin. The spinning mm-hmm. didn't annoy me as much as the fact that they'd pop up on top of you sometimes. And I got yeah. bit a bunch of times, just didn't know they were going to be there. And they just mm-hmm. popped up right in my face. And I had no choice but to run into them. Uh, very, very annoying. Why are the spinning yeah. ghosts? like 10 times as hard as any other enemy too. Like none of them put up much of a fight, but then there's the spinning ghost and yeah, just waiting for it to stop spinning. And uh, what Johnny was alluding to, I don't think he exactly said this. It wouldn't be so hard, but not only do you have to worry about you getting hit, but your partner getting hit. So like these spinning ghosts that are going all over the place. If your partner's lagging behind, they get hit and you're not even near the ghost. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're, and, and there were, and there were a yeah. lot of times where you had to maneuver yourself just right so that your partner would come with you. Yeah. Um, I almost got him stuck in different rooms for me a couple times. Oh, <laughs> not even. I did. To. Like I was, I did. I was way like, I was like two screens over. I'm like, Hey, where's my guy? And he, I had to go find him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So um, that's something that can happen. That's, well, that's the biggest flaw to the game for me. So I guess we can go mm. and get to that. Uh, and the manual alluded to it. What I don't understand. So it's, it's a literal sticking point. Your character that's following you gets stuck on terrain. The manual plays it off like that's the main challenge. And it kind of is because as the game progresses, the levels get more and more cluttered with stuff. Yeah. And so your character gets stuck on it more. So it seems like it was intentional, but it feels sort of like a flaw. So my opinion is, and it's easy to armchair quarterback or whatever it's called, but why didn't they just make the character blink back on screen? Like when you leave them behind, that would have been perfect. Um, but they decided to do it this way. So, yeah, your character's getting stuck on stuff. Um, and I think for me, more frustrating than him getting stuck behind was when I was trying to get him to trap a ghost I'd blasted. But, like, the ghost was kind of in between the wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he couldn't trap him even though I was blasting him. And so then we get hit from behind by something else. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's sort of the main challenge of the game. And it's got an arcade feel to it. But it's weird. It kind of feels like a glitch a little bit, you know? Like, it feels like your character should just zap back on screen to be where you are instead of getting hung up on stuff. Because usually in a game, if your character's getting hung up on stuff, it's considered a glitch or a flaw. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you kind of wish you would yeah. kind of do like Tails does on Sonic 2, right? Right, yeah. It, it's funny you bring that up because, I mean, I like I said, I grew up with this game and I played it a ton as a kid. I And I'm, I told these guys, too, we're talking, and I'm like, yeah, this game, I, I used to, I used to beat this game all the time. It, ta- it only takes you about 25 minutes to go through the game. And, but yeah, granted, sure. that was, th- yeah, which is, it's not a long game at all. 
but um, it does get the, the difficulty ramps up and yes. it's because of what Trevor said, the, the, the place, like the last level, let's go through the levels real quick. The first level is the courtroom with the boss battle is, is the Scalari brothers, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. I love that. The yeah. second level is the sewer. Three, sorry. There's three stages in that first level. Yep. So, yeah, the second, the second level is the sewer. And you actually fight the ghost train, which is very interesting. I thought that was pretty I hated, cool. hated that battle though. Yeah, it was, it was tough, but I kind of liked it. I like, yeah, I like that it was. Uh, I kind of, I'll say this for all three boss battles, especially that last one was ridiculous. Uh, I didn't beat it. <laughs> I don't. That I it was. I was so frustrated that I had to watch somebody else beat it on YouTube just to see it be done. And holy freaking cow! <laughs> uh, that last uh, in the last is the museum, which yeah, the museum with Vigo. Well, first you have to fight Janos because Janos is still dressed like the, the, when, when they, you basically shoot him, he comes from each side of the screen, you shoot him and you kind of knock him down to kind of, you know, to unpossess him basically. And then Vigo, I'm like, and Vigo just kind of, he comes out of the painting and he's kind of going back and forth. And then it's, it's a bullet hell. It's just, I'm glad you said that. That's kind of what all three of the boss battles are in a way. Yeah. It's insane. The one thing that both battles do well is they know that you can't protect your other person. So the person with you has a permanent shield on them. Yeah. So, uh, so, so how you can, you can use them as an advantage. If you can stay behind them, they can shield you to a point. It's not, it's not a perfect plan, but it definitely helps. And it also, and also they also shoot too, which helps. Yep. There's power-ups you can get. And one one power-up allows both of you to shoot because you're shooting the, the slime blower attack which are actually in the original levels the regular levels you you can as you're going through um when you're not getting stuck on stuff and catching ghosts um your friends will be just chilling there and you can if and you talk to them and sometimes they'll give you a piece of health back or sometimes they'll give you some power-ups um one one power-up is a pickaxe it allows you to break through walls in one level (laughs) one is the slime blower um add-on which basically just one shot kills the ghosts without trapping them um, and then the one is a vacuum and it's basically all the ghosts are there and they're just kind of, they're like, they're stunned and you just run with a trap and you can just, as fast as you go, you can just trap them all quick. All these are time-based and in the sewer, you get one, it looks like a, a rubber suit or something that you can actually walk over the slime. So you're not stuck going around. Cause, uh, as, as the guy said, the, the levels get very congested really quick and that's yes. part of the difficulty. Yeah. But yeah, just I like thought, Trevor currently gets really congested. Yes, yes. <laughs> I thought the pickaxe for something they only use like was it once during the whole game, maybe twice I think so. that you can yeah. pick it up. I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, you can bust yeah. through pretty much any wall. Yep. I mean, I wish that was a, and it's actually helpful in this game to make shortcuts. That was clever, and I really wish they'd used it more than once. Me um, too. But yeah, the the items are, I guess the items are kind of special because you only get them for fifteen seconds. But I wish maybe they'd used it more because it is such a repetitive game by nature. Cause it is very much like an old, uh, an old arcade game. Like, like Tim was saying, like a single screen type arcade game, but the, the things that kind of make it feel like a more modern game, uh, is the boss battles and then the items. Um, I thought it would be cool if maybe the items had been used more like the pickaxe, especially. Um, but it makes it special when you do get them. So yeah, once I realized how they worked, I really liked their inclusion. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Anything um, else about gameplay we want to say before we uh, dive into our 
finals final scores? Well, the first the sewers are three stages. The the sorry the the first one the the courtroom or, or the courtroom is three stages. The courtroom. sewers is four yeah. stages. The museum mm-hmm. is six stages. So mm-hmm. it like gets bigger as it goes. So it's thirteen stages altogether, and none of them are big. So you're right; it is a short game. I I think if you're really good at the game, I bet you can beat it in twenty five minutes. It's oh, that's the last thing I was going to say. Thank you. Um, is it's memorization really? Yeah. Because and I think that's why. When I was younger, I was the game was easier because I played this game a lot. So mm-hmm. I think it's almost like muscle memory. The the go they it they they basically spawn at the same spot. If you have a rhythm yeah. of what room to go in, they'll always kind of be there. I believe that's how it is. And once you get that, because when because what was happening, if I died and I had to start <laughs> over again. I would go right to, and I know where they would be. Like you could go to the corners of the room and those stupid idiots on the, that, on the, on the giant uh, beach balls that go back and forth and, and really yeah. mess you up, but you go there and you, them. you go there and you can kind of get them all to appear. And if you're fast enough, you can just kind of spin, stun them and get them all. Too. Oh, that's so cool. it's like you, you get better as you play too. So I, but, I feel like it's a game that takes on a whole new life once you get good at it, because it didn't, it does become a get a high score arcade game instead of just a beat the level game. It I is, think yeah. I think that's what it was made for. Like it was made not just to clear it and be done. It was made to to get the rhythm down. Because I got to say, when this game felt the best is when I got like three or four ghosts in a row, like zap trap, zap trap, and it just felt good. You know, it does. Yeah, and I bet you that the game would take on a whole new life for me if I actually got good at it. I'm thinking I must have been worse at it than y'all though, because I'm pretty sure I played more than Johnny, and I didn't even make it to the last boss. I made it to the last set of levels, but. I mean, I, I would have, I think, but uh, I just finally had to turn it off today. Uh, I was dying and restarting a lot. We'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. But, but oh, I was I didn't, definitely I didn't, getting better at it as I went. I didn't make it there without scars. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Words were spoken. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is, I mean, by nature, it's a simple game. And I got to say thank you, Tim, because we played back to back. River, I was gonna say River City Fishing. Well, that's a game I would play. <laughs> I would play that. that. That'd honestly. be amazing. God, that make that game somebody. Oh, what was it called? River Legend of the River King. Yeah, which turned out to be pretty much an RPG, and then we played Tales Adventure, which turned out to be pretty much a very confusing it, Metroidvania. It was adventure, and then Sonic uh, Three. Yeah. Well, then Sonic Three on the main podcast, which was a little surprising for me and Johnny. At uh, well, how maze like it turned out to be. Yeah, so this was a bre- this was just a a, yes. a a little breath of fresh air for me, <laughs> just for being I'm simple, glad. Because which it, uh, which may help it on my score, which may yeah. not be fair, but it, it's just how I felt. <laughs> it's great because when you guys mentioned you wanted to appropriate, it's October. You get some spooky games going on. Oh, and this oh, yes. was the, this was the game I wanted to pick anyway. So you're like, you That's... you know one? I'm like, yeah, this is the game I was going to pick uh-huh. next anyway, which was perfect because I've been wanting to replay this and I was hoping you guys would enjoy it. And let's find out if you did. Yeah. Trevor, final scores. All right. Does that mean I'm going to oh, wait? Tim gets to pick the order, right? Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, I thought he's... So let's look at that. Go, Trevor. Trevor, right. yeah. Well, I was going back and forth between all kinds of scores in my head, but I will say I don't think this is a masterpiece and it has flaws, which we pretty much mentioned. But Hal made the Ghostbusters game that should have been on the Game Boy. So good job. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the only Ghostbusters game on the original Game Boy that I could find. So there is another, but it's very different. And that has a whole story to it. And I'll pick it. That's right. It's not <laughs> called Ghostbusters. That's why I couldn't find it. It's the real mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Based yep. on the based on the cartoon, right? 
Anyway, yes. so scratch that. Yeah. But I think Cal made, I mean, with the target audience at the time on the Game Boy, probably being younger, younger than us at least, not the only kids could play it, but and just being on the Game Boy, it's supposed to be pick up and play. I don't know. The more I played, I kind of thought, you know what? My enjoyment level for this game, playing it on the screen, um, you know, playing it for this review was one level. But I was thinking about playing this actually on the Game Boy, pulling it out and playing it, you know, when you got 15 minutes to kill. It's kind of perfect for that. I mean, it's kind of what a Ghostbusters game on Game Boy should be. And uh, I can tell that HAL Laboratories, they know what they're doing. And uh, the game I'm going to compare it to, is why do I why do I have to do this? I always have to compare it to games we've played before. But Gremlins 2 for the NES. Mm. Um because it's just a game that was simple but did what it did so well and it's like yes this is what this game should be. That being said, um honestly I've been waffling between a six and a half and a seven just because it's a super simple game and it's it's annoying the way your characters get caught up on things. It's but it, it is what it needs to be. So, like, I don't know, is six and a half, are we getting too jaded? Is that too harsh? But a seven to me represents something that you pretty much just got to check out no matter what. And this game has its flaws. Um, I feel good about six and a half, but it's a real strong six and a half. So that's where I am. All right, Johnny, what do you think? Uh, echoing a lot of what Trevor said, uh, this game ultimately, though, did make me wish that it had been released as a two-player game on the NES. I think that would have been uh that would have been like an easy nine to a nine and a half for me if this was mm-hmm. an NES game. It would have been yeah, it was two game. player at the same time. That would have blown the doors out. But as a Game Boy experience, to me this is what I would want a Ghostbusters game to be. Uh you know, it, it's I don't know how I, well, actually I'll say this. I don't know why other Ghostbusters games try to be something else. Uh, yeah. Like it blows my mind, uh, especially the ones we played for the show. Uh, I think, especially if you're a fan of Ghostbusters, as Tim and I am, or are that's that's what perfect English would be. Tim and I am, as are, Tim and me am, as Tim and me am. Uh, this really has really scratches an itch for sure. I really enjoyed it, and to be completely fair, we've been. I feel like we've been slogging. This is just my personal opinion on a lot of games that we've had to play for the show here lately and to the point where uh, <laughs> even ones I pick like Tails were become a like just a boring new you know, just a boring <laughs> slog of trying just to play a game. And so this one was truly just fresh air being breathed into the room for me. The fact that it was a pick up and play type of game. And so I really enjoyed that part of it. It's not without its faults for sure, obviously. I I'm going to give it this score, and it's and if I'm being honest, it's probably because it's following some other games that I just overall felt like I was doing work to play. <laughs> so this was just uh, so much, man, just cleaner, cleaner air, cleaner air here. <laughs> and so I'm going to go with a seven and a half for this. I really enjoy this game. It's what I would go back and play again, pick up and play. Really, really enjoyed it. So uh, seven and a half for me. All right. That uh, that leaves me. And um, basically, I mean, I can echo everything you guys said. Um, I'm just going to add into the fact that, I mean, I've had a huge Ghostbusters fan ever since I can remember my favorite franchise of all time. You give me an excuse to talk about Ghostbusters and I'll just it'll be too long. So um, I've had it since I was a kid. 
it is the Ghostbuster game that I wanted when I was a kid. So it was a long time. It was the, in my opinion, it was probably the best Ghostbusters game out for a long time. Yeah, I think you're um, right. There's been there's been some good ones as well that hopefully mm-hmm. you guys will cover because they're not handheld. But um, but all that said, I you know I had a number in my head and um, it's uh, also a seven point five. Um, I could almost be talked into an eight. Um, a lot of that might be um, nostalgia because I, I, I actually really do love this game. And like Johnny said, um, if you're a Ghostbusters fan and you haven't played this, um, you should definitely at least check it out and look into the uh, the PAL version of the NES game, which mm-hmm. I'd love to put more time into myself. Yeah. And also just a side note real quick. I know Trevor was trying to compare it to and I Gremlin, I totally get that 100% agree with you. But it did it, when I knew it was Hal that made this, it made sense to me because I really did kind of oddly enough feel like Kirby, oddly enough, yeah, even though kind completely, of completely, completely different games, obviously, completely different games. But just the, the look of the game and the style of the game, and, and the fact that the controls were, were really well like they weren't super tight, they weren't super loose, uh, kind of just right, honestly. Uh, but so that really gave me some Kirby feels there as well. And I, and I do want to say uh, with my six and a half pushing on a seven, I do think if this, if this were the PAL version, even without the two player play, which we're just imagining the PAL NES one, I remember thinking several times playing this, this would probably be like an eight out of 10 game for me. If it was like just beefed up a little bit, you know, I, I, I do love the game boy for what it is, but if it was full color, beautiful NES colors, um beefed up with the sound you know maybe the gameplay maybe a little less tight or i mean a little less not glitchy but hang uppy <laughs> that's all it take for this game to be like an eight for me it's real close like it's it's a yeah it's a lot of fun yeah i agree so this game is retro bliss approved it's not quite a diamond but i will say this if you've never played this and you're a ghostbusters fan definitely give this game a shot yep 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 it's I do not know. Cheap. I was about to say, I don't think it's cheap, but oh, there's yeah. ways to play it. Oh, uh, winky wink. Did yeah. Trevor, you did you look it up? Yeah, I did. Oh. And I enjoyed it enough that uh that I honestly thought, you know what, I might pick this up so I can actually play it on my Game Boy because I think I would enjoy it more that way. Um, but no, I'm not gonna pick it up. It's I think it was about 50 bucks for the card only, and it goes up from there if you want it with the box and stuff. Like on up to 80 and, and up if you want it complete in Which- box. Which I do have it complete in box, but I've had it since 1990. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when, when did the movie come out, Tim? 89. Okay. So uh, yeah. that's not too bad. Yeah. You know, uh, Nintendo just has a history of a movie coming out, and then five years later, they put out the game for some reason. <laughs> so I was just checking on that. Uh, so this was again Retro Bliss approved. We very much appreciate all of you listening. Uh, stay tuned for more spooky related content from us. Uh, for this month of October, uh, Trevor, what game are we playing? Because we uh, behind the scenes, behind the scenes here. <laughs> Trevor works in a hospital, and of course, uh, I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but COVID's kind of a thing, and uh, he's got a bit of a cough. And while we all think he's fine, we're just going to be cautious, and so we were going to get together and play Splatterhouse. Isn't that what it's called? Wanpaku Graffiti. Yeah. It's a cute, cute splatter house. Yeah. Which I'm really looking forward to. Yep. But just to be cautious, we're going to play a different game so that way we can do it over Zoom and not in person, uh, which is a real bummer. But we will play Splatterhouse 
uh, as the next game after this one. So what and, game uh, are we going to play instead, Trevor? Yeah, well, what I did is I looked at the, the NES games on Switch Online so we could play together and chat. It's not as good as being a person. And there was only one game that I thought sounded creepy for the NES, and that was The Immortal. The Immortal is a game that I think we're going to have strong feelings about, uh, just from what I looked at. Uh, Tim, do you have any experience with that one? Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay. So I'm looking forward to Do you to think that. we're going to be scared, Tim? Am I going to wet myself? I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to your opinions on it. That's all I'm going to say. I do Side note, I always wet myself anyway, so it doesn't matter. I do think you have a higher chance of wetting yourself on this one than the one I originally picked just from looking at it. So, yeah. Well, to be fair, I was looking forward to the one you originally picked just because I think it'd be a st- art style that I would dig. Oh, yeah. But well, you're going to like based on the cover of it. Uh, but we will do that one eventually. And then our next pocket review game, are we going to go ahead and announce that or are we just going to wait? Um, well, I guess the next pocket game would be the last game of Scary Month, sort yep. of. <clears throat> um, well, yeah, I guess it's my pick. So <laughs> I think I already maybe regret it, but it's Attack of the Killer Tomatoes for the original Game Boy. I can't wait. Yeah. By the way, I was looking through a list of Game Boy Advance games, and there's a Berenstein Bears uh, spooky game on there, and I was oh. really disappointed you didn't pick it. <laughs> oh. oh, I didn't look through Game Boy Advance games when I picked this one. Uh, but uh, Trevor actually has the cart for that one I saw. So we're going to play. Uh, so if you want to play along with us, just remember it, The Immortal, which is on uh, Switch Online. You can play it there. And then uh, we're going to follow that up with Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, which I have played for the NES, by the way, but I've never played it for the Game Boy. So nope. I'm kind of uh, intrigued at the differences. And side note, uh, not to give away my feelings, I really hope it's better. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but for Tim, for Trevor, I'm Johnny. Until next time, uh, who are you going to call? Those guys. <laughs> <laughs>